This week we're looking at worship, part of Granada's vision. It's Thursday, April 20th. As we talked about Sunday, our vision works as a compass helping us to keep on track, turning our eyes where we need to focus. A couple of years ago, a buddy invited me to sail with him across the Gulf Stream to position his sailboat in the Bahamas. Loving to sail, well, it was easy to tell him yes. Now, this sail is only about 60 miles, but it presents the sailor with an unusual challenge. The Gulf Stream flows north from the Gulf of Mexico and around the Florida Peninsula. It is a current that never stops, and it can move at three or four knots. That's over four miles an hour. That means if you point your boat directly toward Bimini in the Bahamas, the current will sweep you north and you'll miss the island completely. What this means is that to reach the island, you have to set your course a good degree south of where you want to go. Now, I know that may sound confusing, but with a little calculation, we had no problem ending up just where we wanted to be. I tell that story to think a little bit about worship. Remember, we learned that because of the holiness of God, no one can see the Lord and live. Yet we're told that Moses requested of the Lord to see his glory. Here's that passage from the book of Exodus, chapter 33, verse 18 to 23. Then Moses said, Now show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you, and I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But, he said, you cannot see my face, for no one may see me and live. Then the Lord said, There is a place near me where you can stand on a rock. When my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft in the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and you will see my back, but my face must not be seen. I've always wondered, why do you think Moses makes this request? I think it's because it's in the heart of every one of us. We long to behold the face of God. We hunger for the presence of God. But here is that dreadful problem that we've been looking at this week. We cannot look upon God. God is holy and we are not. So the Lord makes a way for Moses to be protected and then to see the backside of God. Now we're not really sure what this means. But whatever it means, he could not see all of God. God's face. Now, herein lies our human problem. We need God, but we feel in no distance from God. Sociologists use the term far idol to describe the way most modern people view God. First, it feels as if God is far away, as if he's not engaged in our day-to-day lives at all. This is why we rarely call out to God unless we're in a crisis, and why we speak so infrequently about God, why our conceptions of God are so weak and underdeveloped. And second, God is an idol to most people. We worship the ideas we have about God 
rather than the true and living God. We cultivate our notions of God to some extent, and but we spend very little time exploring who God actually is. The medical doctor and researcher, Francis Collins, has been in the news quite a bit during and after COVID. Years ago, during his hospital residency, he was on, a, on his hospital rotations when he visited a patient that was not doing very well. She asked Dr. Collins what he believed about life and death, and he explained, well, he didn't know what he believed, and she challenged him. You claim to be a scientist that studies to understand our world. Why have you not looked into faith, into what to believe about God? She had him pegged. He had learned the science, but he knew nothing about the question beneath all the other questions. Collins realized she was right, and he began searching and investigating and doing research. And that study led him to, be to belief in God and further to the God of the Bible and finally to faith in Jesus. That is learning worth doing for sure. Now, of course, the interesting question is how a medical student now out there treating patients has never investigated to even know about God. But then you realize this is where all of us are. When Sandy and I moved to a new community in New Jersey to plant a church, I visited with the funeral directors all around where we lived. I wanted to meet them and to offer to conduct funerals for people that had died and didn't have a pastor. One question I asked them was about God and about what they told people happens to their loved one when they die. Think about that for a moment. These funeral directors meet with families of those that have died all the time. Yet only one of the funeral directors I met could answer those questions. How could we live our lives knowing there is a God? By the way, over 90% of the population in the U.S. believes this and never really seeking to know who God is. Now that returns us to our scripture. Moses did want to know, but he couldn't see God's face. Are we in any better position today? The good news is the answer is yes. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he told his disciples that he would be leaving them. And he explained that he would make a place for them and that they knew the way to that place. And here's how the conversation continued. The apostle Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. And Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. And Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? That's a beautiful way to end today, isn't it? Jesus came to open the way for us to have fellowship with the Father. And he tells us as we come to know him, as we see him, indeed, we've seen the Father. Let's pray. Loving God, thank you for revealing yourself in Jesus for making the way for us to have fellowship with you. Help us to enjoy coming to you and seeing that Jesus has opened a new and living way for us. In 
Jesus' name we pray. Amen.